they scan your tickets on game day. Make sure you find your seat. Answer any and all questions with a smile, ready to help. They stand by doors, host stadium tours, and most of all, carry the welcoming spirit of Rider Nation. Volunteers have long been the backbone of the Saskatchewan Rough Rider Football Club. At 190 strong and counting, this episode is all about the Rider Squad. I am Daniela Ponticelli, the host of Air It Out, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast. Coming up, you will hear from two couples who are volunteering this season, four people who are lifelong Rider fans and now give their time to the club in different ways. But first, meet Rob Harrison. He is the volunteer and guest experience manager for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I actually started with the Riders in 2013 as a Grey Cup volunteer and progressed until 2016 when I came on board as part of their transition team. Then 2017, as we moved into the new stadium, I became the volunteer coordinator. It's since evolved into my current role. Now, he is a Rob of all trades, a problem solver, communicator, and general fixer-upper, someone who has done it all and just loves to help. Honestly, anywhere anybody needs a pair of hands, happy to, to jump in. Football is a team sport, and that applies in the business office as well. Rob is responsible for the Rider Squad, which on game days alone run between 150 to 170 volunteers. It's truly one of a kind in the Canadian Football League. The club itself was actually founded on volunteers way, way back in the day and continued to be volunteer-driven right up through Jim Hobson's tenure, in fact, where he converted it from an entirely volunteer-based organization into one that was operated more in a business model. Our need for volunteers to this day still remains extremely important, not only in the game day experience provided through the Rider Squad, but also our concessions provide a lot of community opportunities for volunteers as well to do more fundraising types of things for those famous school trips and things like that. I also want to thank you for taking the time to join me today. So if you were to sum up your role now as volunteer and guest experience manager using just three words, what would those be? Awesome experience. You don't even need three words. You just use two. I can't count to three. (laughs) Not without taking my shoes off. Why would you say that? Why would you say awesome experience? Working with the volunteers, they're such amazing, awesome people, and they're just so giving. Most of our volunteers not only volunteered for the rider squad and the riders, but numerous other events throughout the city. And and volunteering at all levels, right from the, the ground level up into the executive or board levels. Just a truly giving, giving group of people. What is game day like then for you? It's a very long day. Um, I'm usually here around 7, 7.30 in the morning to get the gates set up. From there, it's just making sure everything is in place for the volunteer program to make sure it's up and running. I'll tour the entire stadium looking for any kind of maintenance or cleaning issues that we need to send back to real as well. My average game day steps probably range around 50,000 for the game. Checking in on volunteers as they arrive, making sure they're all up and ready to go. Really making sure that we get the fans in the stadium. Without the fans in the stadium, there's nobody to hear to cheer for the team or go to the concessions or, or anything else. So we want to make sure we get them in the stadium as quickly and efficiently as we possibly can just directing people to the the least busy gate shortest lineups making sure that checking in on the the scanners making sure that they're all behaving 
properly and not doing all the wonderful things that technology can sometimes do. And then once the game starts, then it's just troubleshooting here and there where need be. What is asked of those who volunteer for the team each season? So we do ask everybody to commit to a minimum of six games over the course of the season, plus any playoff games that we should be fortunate enough to host. And it's really that's one, make sure that you are experiencing the games enough that you have some decent knowledge to be able to respond to fan requests and continue to create experiences for fans in a positive manner. It also makes sure that we have enough volunteers at each of the games to make sure that we can cover off the roles that we need to cover. Best part of it is that once you hit that, it also qualifies you for a recognition program, which is a year-end banquet and some other giveaways and things like that as well. We recognize the value of the gift of time and heart that the volunteers do give. We do try to make sure that we're recognizing that as much as we possibly can in as many ways as we possibly can. I want you to tell me about the people who volunteer for the riders. So not only their strength in numbers, but the kinds of people who just give their time freely to do this. Wow. Um, It's so diverse. Uh, First and foremost, they're probably safe to say they're all fans, but there's there's such a diverse group of people, both economically, age-wise, and even culturally. And our retired folks, they're looking for social activities, social interactions, post-retirement, because of course, once you're out of the workplace, you don't necessarily have some of those same contacts. This provides them opportunities to socialize with fans, with other volunteers, and just really create, continue creating a network of people to be around. We also have a lot of, I want to say empty nesters. It's not necessarily totally empty nesters, but people who are kind of in that midlife stage where kids have moved away from home or at college, um, become self-sufficient. So they have some extra time on their hand. And now they're wanting to start to be able to give back to the community as well. And as a community-owned team, it's really nice to be able to have those people and get provide an opportunity to give back to the community. What is the most rewarding aspect of your work, Rob? The smiles on the volunteers' faces, um, in particular recognition where I get to see at the reception where I get to see the vast majority. I'm just seeing the, the smiles on their faces, and I, that's more than enough of a reward right there because they really truly are awesome people that give so much. And from there, the next most rewarding part would be seeing the smiles on the fans' faces. And most importantly, seeing smiles on the little ones' faces. Nothing gets to a mom or dad's heart as much as making the little ones happy. The longest serving member of the Rider Squad is currently in his 38th season. My name's Glenn David Oates from Regina. I'm 63 now. It's always good. I got to see the game so well. My job is to keep uh, people in their feet. Enjoy doing that because uh, meet a lot of nice people. Rob says most of the current group have been volunteering between three to five years. Our next guest signed up to volunteer for Grey Cup 2020. After finally getting that experience last November, they are among the newest members of the Rider Squad. Hi, I'm Gord Juricity. Hi, I'm Nola Juricity. We're both born and raised in Regina. We went to high school together. We're actually high school sweethearts. Continued our relationship through high school and university and got married shortly after that. Uh, Lived in Saskatoon for a little while and then moved to Regina for uh, the jobs and the careers that we had. And we've been here ever since. The week that we recorded this podcast, the couple celebrated 42 years of marriage. No surprise, their wedding day had to work around the rider's schedule. Saskatchewan played Hamilton uh, in Hamilton. 
Hamilton, and there were some serious questions about whether we should be getting married that day. Uh, so we had a TV at the reception so people could watch the watch the Ryder game for Hamilton. So um, I don't know if that makes us diehard fans or whether our family were diehard fans. Yeah. It's always in the calendar, and we plan going to the lake, going on vacation, going on wherever around we've got to be in Regina for these games. So so I think we enjoy the games. We enjoy the atmosphere. We enjoy coming to the games. We don't cheer for the other teams. And um, we probably don't know the stats and the players and a lot of the details that, that some of the people around us really know. So I don't know that that makes us rabid diehard fans, but we're, you know, if that's a 10, then we're a 9. Also the same week we got together, the couple celebrated Nola's retirement, which follows Gord's retirement last September. I was a professional engineer and I managed the, the building and the grounds for Innovation Place in Regina and Saskatoon. And I'm professionally trained as a chartered accountant or CPA now with the merger and my last uh, job was I taught at the University of Regina Hill School of Business. Parents to two adult daughters they are now getting ready to welcome their first grandchild this December. With all this, the couple says they have loved becoming Rider Squad volunteers, which adds to the fact they are longtime season ticket holders. I grew up with the riders. I grew up with the riders on TV. My dad went to games. He got us tickets to come to the games, and it's just kind of in our my blood. My family has just always been part of the riders. Ours was the same, big rider fans. I mean, it, it was the primary show in town, obviously, and uh, our families were big into it. With Nola's dad, we had season tickets beside him. So probably over 30 years, we've been season ticket holders and have just always been, you know, bleeding green. And if it helps, Gord's involvement in high school with the Regina Police Boys Band and my involvement, I was a riderette, which is like the um, ride cheer squad and we actually were at one of the gray cups where the riders played we were there together in, in separate groups can't remember what year but it was while we were in high school so we've got lots of background in um, being involved with the riders we're, we're still season's ticket holders um, and just you know have, have seats uh, here in uh, in the new mosaic stadium and, and quite enjoy it and fortunately our volunteer commitment is uh, pre-game so we have enough time to uh, leave our volunteer responsibilities grab a quick bite to eat and then uh, make it in time in time for kickoff get to our seats in time for kickoff so it's really good and dear listeners i just want you all to know that these two they're very special to me because they help feed the media <laughs> before games and that means so much so thank you you're welcome do you like that gig well it's really cool to see the people whose voices you hear all the time um, the other day the elevators got locked so the coaches could come have their own time to get up to wherever they need to be and they had to take us out actually through the players tunnel oh, nice. so we got to see players and that was very cool so it's actually good you know it's quieter I think than a lot of the other volunteer assignments because we're really we're away from the crowd we're not in the in the hubbub of the stadium we're, we're you know down in the in the bowels of the stadium um, um, so it's 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 peaceful it's quiet you know the people that come in out of that room are great and you know people like yourselves and the other people in the media and I think we're 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 recognizing them they're recognizing us a little bit and uh, so I, I it's, it's a good it's a good volunteer assignment we like it Take me back to when you two decided to join the Rider Squad. Was it a joint idea to do it together, or did one of you go first and then the other? We were involved with the uh, Great Cup Planning Committee, which turned into a two-year gig because of the COVID delay. Got involved with that through just knowing some people that were on the committee, and that proved to be a really good experience. We really enjoyed that. Uh, we were in, in volunteer services for that, and so you know, working with a lot of people uh, to coordinate 
you know, filling volunteer slots and that kind of stuff. That was really good. And I think out of that and the relationships we built there and them talking about what goes on with Rider Squad and so on, that we thought, well, that might be something neat to try because, you know, we both have a little bit of time now being retired. And um, we've always volunteered for stuff, you know, so we, we, we give back to the community a lot. And this just seemed like a, a really good match. So we thought we'd give it a try. What I like about your perspective is you've been fans for so long, and now this is almost like another layer to it. Tell me what is rewarding about getting to give some of your time. You still get to be around this environment, but you are giving a lot of your time to be here during the regular season. Well, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, one of the things is it gets us to the game on time. <laughs> Ask our neighbors, and and we, the, our we, seat neighbors. We have a, a notorious history. I don't know if it's notorious. We have a consistent history of sitting down in our seats after the national anthem has been sung. Uh, now that we're volunteering, we're here well before that. So that's really cool. <laughs> I, that is a very, I yeah. love how honest yeah. and real you're being about we, that. We get a really good parking spot because it's way closer than when you arrive just before the national anthem. So I, I think, though, we were brought up in households where volunteering for your city and your community was really important. So it's kind of, it, it just fits what we did yeah what else have you volunteered for well my parents um we were they were actually involved in the george reed foundation so it goes back that way um we're both uh involved in the canadian ski patrol system and we have run the annual ski swap for 30 32 years 32 years and uh, we ran it out of saskatoon before we moved here so that's one of our big ones i've been on business boards and volunteers, that kind of thing. And uh, one of the other things we did was we were part of the parents' auxiliary for the music program at Campbell Collegiate because our kids were there. So we gave back there as well. So other than, of course, the benefit of being here early, just take me through a typical game day now for the two of you, which includes your volunteer duties. Well, a typical game day is getting all our stuff together and getting out of the house early. We get here, we check in with our uh, with a volunteer check-in uh, at the uh, south end of the, the stadium. From there, it's pretty straightforward to us. We are, our assignments, it's... Uh, uh, it's been the same all year, so we uh, we head down to the media I don't know it's media center where the where the press conferences are held next to the locker rooms on in the basement and uh, open that up. The meals are delivered from catering, and we set all those out. We keep track of kind of how many uh, how many meals are delivered, and how many are actually picked up because it, it's I think it's a bit of a new arrangement is our understanding this year, and so we provide a little bit of a summary of you know if there were this many meals delivered this many were picked up and so we just uh, we wait in that room and we greet the members of the media that come in and some of them we know their preferences now so we can direct them to where their uh, their meals are we're there for about three hours and that ends usually about a half an hour before kickoff and then we can leave there and we go up to uh, to the there's a volunteer lounge or a checkout station we go up there and uh, check in and fill our water bottles again and get a little snack and head down to our seats it's pretty uh, it's pretty chill actually. Do you have any memorable moments and let's start with you as fans, you know, just moments throughout the years that really stand out to you getting to be in the crowd that just make you happy to be a Ryder fan. There, there's lots of them. Some of them some of them are uh, great cup games we've been to. Some of them are home games. Some of them just the atmosphere of the stadium whether it was Taylor Field or whether it's the stadium. I don't know that anything specific sticks out. You know, we've been to a couple of great cups and some that we've won. That's exciting. The kick, of course, was, you know, I think is in everyone's. I was in Toronto for that. That was great. We were at the last Grey Cup in Regina in, in Taylor Field. That was, you know, where we won. That was, a, that was a great moment. And out on the street with everyone there, those, are, those were great. And our whole family was there for that. So those are, I think, kind of the memories as opposed to a lot of the individual, you know, in-game moments. Yeah, and I'll give you an example that 
from this season alone. So we got on the elevator to come back up stairs from the basement and a very tall man came on with crutches and we knew who he was right away um so it was trevor harris and we got to have a conversation with him about how he how his recovery was going and i don't know we would have had that opportunity else and we also ran into baines jr and he promised that he would have a he promised us that because we gave him an elevator ride that he would uh, catch, catch the ball, the ball for us. yes and he did <laughs> and he, he did. was good for his word <laughs> nice so you're getting that interaction right what makes this work rewarding or this experience, I'll say, because I don't know if you consider it work or if you consider it just another part of being a rider fan. I mean, I think you're right. I, I don't consider it work. It's just it's time we put in to do something that, you know, is good for the community, good for the organization. I think it makes us feel good. I would say, I mean, aside from the people that we've met and interacted with that we wouldn't have before, Rob and, the, and his leads do a really good job of recognizing the volunteers. And you can volunteer for a lot of things. And if if you're not appreciated by the, the leadership within that group, your, your managers or, or the people that run the organization, I think it makes people question why they would volunteer. And I, I'd say that Rob and his, and his leadership team do a really, really good job of recognizing all the members of Rider Squad uh, consistently. So that's, that's a good reason why we would come back. We get regular emails to keep us up to date. Rob is responds very quickly he says just text me and you know within minutes he's there or you know even if it takes 10 minutes we know he's going to come we know that he's going to help us and um, we get friendly hellos when we check in it's always thank you very much for doing what you're doing Uh, you know we go for what they've set it up so we can refresh our water and get a snack and everything before we go to our seats those may seem like little things, but those are actually really big things in feeling appreciated and valued. To get started as volunteers, Gord and Nola would have done what all members of the Rider Squad do. Sign up online, interview with Rob Harrison, attend orientation, and pay a $50 commitment fee. To start, volunteers get a white Rider Squad base uniform, a polo shirt, a lanyard for accreditation, a hat, a bunny hug, that's a hoodie if you're new here, and a one-layer jacket. Rider Squad members get more items the longer they volunteer. Merchandise was actually the golden ticket for our next guests. Equipment day down at the stadium, we got our first Rider Squad shirts for the first time, and uh, after getting into the car, I looked over at Anna, and Anna's like, oh, well, that's really cool rider gear. I want one. So then she <laughs> went and joined up, too, and that's how it started with, this is absolutely I want true. that sh- Yeah, Yeah, it started with, I want that shirt. That's Darren and Anna Wilson. They met online 14 years ago and have been married for eight. I'm from Regina, born and raised. I grew up in Uplands area, so I had an opportunity to go to school with, like, Chris Getzlaff, Jason Claremont, actually Gene Mikowski was my high school gym teacher <laughs> at amazing. one point and stuff. So yeah, old Taylor Field uh, playing, you know, RMF ball and high school ball at Taylor Field. Yeah, I've been around the team a long time. <laughs> I'm from Stoughton, Saskatchewan. So Highway 33 all the way down takes you to the Crossroads of Friendship. Um, been a Ryder fan since, I don't know, probably second grade, third grade. I remember in grade four, I made a uh, rider pennant and they won the great cup at that time. So they played against um, Hamilton. Yeah. Darren just turned 40. Anna is 43. While they work different volunteer jobs on game day, 
both say they have no plans on stopping anytime soon. I'm currently a game day lead, so I currently oversee uh, one of the gates and stuff, so I'm a gate lead. So it's my lovely job to get, you know, 30,000 fans into their seats and that with an amazing ticket scanning crew. I started as a section host in section 522 and I was there for two seasons. Then from there, I moved down to what was the loyalty group. In the second quarter and third quarters, we used to take fans down to the field and that before COVID and stuff. So pre-game, I would do a pre-game stadium tour where we actually walked through the media center and into the TSN booth and stuff on game days and that. So that was always a lot of fun. And then the last few seasons, I was um, asked to become a game day lead. So I joined the lead team and yeah, I've been at the gates. When it's not game day, on weekends, I do stadium tours public tours of mosaic and stuff so i'm here a lot <laughs> yeah and so color me surprised when i'm trying to lead you to this room and you're like i know where i'm going <laughs> i'm good yeah and for you i as darren said i wanted all his cool gear so i signed up to be a rider squad volunteer um i was at first a ticket scanner so basically scanning all the patrons that come in to watch the games and i love that so much and um after that i actually had a split shift so I actually got the opportunity to work in our pill country area, which is what they call the party area or like pill zone. And that was a lot of fun. And I actually emailed Rob and told him, you know, like, I love it here. I love the people here. And I said, can I stay here? And ever since then, I've been at pill country. It's been amazing. I have met so many forever friends in that area. Um, we actually get together for brunches at the end of the season. And I also had the opportunity the last couple of years to become a backup lead, um, where if one of the leads um, are sick or if one of them has to help out in another area, that's what I typically do. And are you talking about fans in that section or other volunteers? Fans and volunteers. So volunteers mostly um, are like the forever friends, but all our regular fans come to see us specifically. Other CFL team fans come here as well, and they recognize us every single year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially at like Labor Day Classic um, and all those like important games that are here, a lot of their, a lot of those fans come and seek us out and they always recognize us. So prior to becoming volunteers, were you coming to every single game? What was your relationship with the team? I actually had not been to a game prior to volunteering except for when I took my husband for a game at Taylor Field. And I can't remember what year that was, but I bought him tickets for his birthday and we went and we were up so high. It was the coolest. You literally could see the top of the ball. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Like right over top. Right over top. It was so cool. So I'd actually only been to one game, but I've always watched them on television with my dad and with friends. So it was always good. And for you? Other than, you know, playing high school ball and then, you know, getting a chance to play at Taylor Field. And we used to go to quite a few games growing up. Uh, my my sister was in, uh, she was a competitive baton twirling. So at Taylor Field, they used to run the uh, green and white lounge. Uh, my parents were bartenders and stuff for Mom used to sell the drink tokens and stuff, the old token that you had to have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or uh, pouring Long Island iced teas. My dad will still to this day, not touch a Long Island <laughs> Is because, <that> enough? <laughs> yeah, because of Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taylor Field, Long Island, I C's and B's, they don't mix and stuff. But yeah, and just 
growing up, the riders were always a part of my community and stuff. So it's, yeah, we always tried to come to as many games as we could. So you're a game lead. You're obviously volunteering in, in a very important capacity. What is game day like for you? For us, game day actually starts even before we're at the stadium. Rob, our manager, he sends us game day notes and stuff like that. So we're reading up on our notes and what to expect and stuff before we even come to the stadium. And just like, you know, a football team, we're given a roster of, you know, for myself, I'm told how many ticket scanners am I going to have or who do I need to move around and stuff. So like the players on the field, we're preparing before. And then game day comes. Uh, we are here a couple hours before gates open up. Um, we do a team meeting as the leads and that. And then we meet with our uh, volunteers as they come in and just fill them in on game day promotions, try to have fun. You know, if it's a uh, for an example, upcoming game, it's family day. So I'll probably tease them about family facts or something. I always try to find something to bug them. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then game day, it's just, uh, it's all about the experience. And as the fans come in, greeting them to the stadium, uh, helping them out any way we can. And then being alongside our team and cheering them through wins and through losses we're, we're we're there no matter what even on those losses we are the smiley face at the gate saying thank you for coming and we'll get them next time and stuff so same thing for us um i think every section um does have a special meeting that they have once the volunteers come. So I am lucky to have two awesome leads in my section. So one, her name is Crystal. The other one is Simon and they do an amazing job. I've worked with them the entire time that I've been volunteering and I think they're, they're incredible. It's very important that we find volunteers that are comfortable in the area. So if there's somebody new that's in our area and, you know, we kind of talk them through of what's expected as a volunteer. And, you know, if you're not comfortable, we can switch people around. Like we just try to accommodate every because not not everybody likes say working exactly in pill country they'll just want to work in alongside pill country we kind of have like the south end um, to work so it's really nice and the crew that we have on our end is like spectacular we do have security guards that work alongside us so we have to make sure that all the patrons that are in pill country are 19 years and older so you know they're checking their id and we wristband them so that's part of our job is to scan their tickets um, put their wristbands on and try to get them down into the pill country zone as quick as possible and then as as they're coming up and down we're just constantly just checking wrists just to make sure that they're uh, legitimately allowed to be down there. And in the off times, like a, a patron will come up from, a fan will come up from the stairs and we'll be like, hey, and they'll give us high five. And they'll, when then they'll, when we do the last uh, Saskatchewan Pirate, they'll like twirl us and we'll all dance at the end. Like it's so much fun, so much fun. And for you, I mean, game lead, you've got admittedly some more responsibility, but do you get to actually still experience the game how you'd want to. One of the benefits of Mosaic Stadium is having the Maxtron. And doesn't matter where you are in the stadium, you can watch it. <laughs> and then even uh, even if your back is turned and stuff, and when you've got, you know, attendance of, you say, 28,000 to 32,000 fans and stuff, you can tell when something good happens mm -hmm. or the fireworks go off or, yeah. It always seems to be when I'm somewhere in guest service and putting, <laughs> putting the scanners away that something good happens. 
Okay, so we need you to do that more often. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you do that? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, no. I think like for all us volunteers and that, like we are, we're diehard fans. And even aside from game days, you know, fan days or uh, when they're doing autograph signing and stuff like that, all the volunteers are the first to be there and that, right? To even just help shepherd the lines and stuff because everybody wants, you know, Trevor Harris's signature or, you know, or something like that. The volunteers, we play such a important role for game day, but at the same time, we are hardcore rider fans. <laughs> Off season must be difficult then. I mean, this this becomes your home for the summer and beyond. It was definitely different when the Great Cup was here because we had the Great Cup festivities and that, and it, it was exciting and stuff. But yeah, the off season, just as the players are getting excited and that we get excited too, you know, knowing that we're constantly checking emails because the first emails start coming out about, you know, February, March and that for the season. And it's, Oh, let's find my shirts. Let's find my <laughs> lanyards. Let's find my hats. And yep, stuff, always you know? countdown so, mode. Yeah, so it's um, whenever we get that first call from Rob, it's like, okay, no, let's do this. Let's go. Yeah, and, and I know you, you wanted to just get the one T-shirt. You must have now a decent collection between the two of you. We sure do. Okay. <laughs> if, if Rob's listening, no. Okay. <laughs> Every single time I go to try and find my shirts, I go through them and I'm like, oh, wait, I yeah. found one. Oh, it's Darren's. Oh, wait, yes. I look, I found another one. Oh, it's Darren. Yes. <laughs> somehow, somehow I have inherited several volunteer shirts. Uh, sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now we know where they went. Yeah. Darren um, has them all. <laughs> yes. But oh yeah, no, we got we got our game day gear, and yeah, we we hang hang it up at the end of the season. We put them away, and and then we every game day, it's like they're hung in the locker room and stuff. So we we get dressed, we're ready to go, and yeah. I mean, that is still, it's still a sacrifice of your time in the sense that you could be one of the, one of the folks just hanging out of pill country and not having to, to do that. So what do you find the most rewarding about being here and getting to share the space and be part of the volunteer community? One of the experience that Anna and I, um, we had a privilege of last season, we did a stadium tour with a family. They were diehard rider fans and after the tour, they thanked us. They took our pictures. We've been told that we're hanging in a picture in their family room or something with the end. And then, like, as the season goes on, the same family, they keep coming up to us every game day. They seek us out. They, hi, how's it going and stuff. And now we've watched the kids start to grow up in that, right? And it's the same thing like at preseason. Preseason starts, you're getting to meet brand new faces and that. And then as the season goes on, well, those brand new faces from, you know, the springtime in the fall, well, you've seen them every single game and that, right? So you get to know names and you get to, uh, it's very similar. I've come by the pill country and stuff and I've watched my wife here talking with the fans and that, and it's... Uh, for an example, the uh, the pirate, he's every oh, game, yes. every game day, he's there, and yeah, she can't leave unless they high five in that every game day or whatever, <laughs> right? They and they and she's gotten the time to get to know him and his wife and and that, so it's a real family oriented thing for me. That's my takeaway from it. Yeah, like I said, I've learned I've uh, learned a lot being a volunteer. I haven't really volunteered much in my life, so this was 
very like rewarding. I really do like all the people I meet. I mean, Captain Harvey and his wife are awesome. Like I see them every time. It's always just, it's always a hug. It's always a hug. Hey, nice to see you. Honestly, I don't think I could imagine not being a volunteer for the riders. It's like something that's like I'm passionate about. It's, I think everybody should give back to the community. And I feel like volunteering for the riders, which is one of the biggest sporting groups in Saskatchewan. I think that that's amazing. Anna and Darren, Gord and Nola, Len David Dowich, Rob Harrison, and many, many more. While our guests this episode are from Regina, the Rider Squad is spread out far and wide. Saskatoon, Yorkton, Minton, Fort Capel, Indian Head, Weyburn, and still more. So if you see a Rider Squad member, take a moment and say thank you. Our next episode will be released the Thursday after the Labor Day Classic on September 7th. The first five plus a bonus episode are now out wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know how much you like what you are hearing by rating this podcast or leaving a review. Air It Out is hosted, written, and edited by me, Daniela Ponticelli. Our podcast graphics are designed by Angela Bailey. Air It Out is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast. I gotta know, what's your favorite part of the tour? My favorite part would probably be the very beginning. We always begin at the statue just outside the uh, stadium, knowing that that is a tribute to the fans, you know, being a community-based team and that, and it takes the community to save the riders, the people who helped keep the team in Regina, not alone, you know, in Saskatchewan in the 50s and 60s and stuff. And again, we did it again with a telethon in the 90s and that. But one of the murals out there, there's a futuristic thumbprint in our talking notes about the tour and stuff. They always talk about that anybody who comes to Mosaic Stadium and that, whether being a fan, a player, a volunteer, a worker, is all leaving their lasting imprint on the history of this stadium. So I do hope that with my grandchildren and one day that, you know, 60, 70 years and say, you know, we were a part of something special.